This is Matt Ward of The Weigh-In, your home for combat sports. I'm joined with John DeSanto of phillyboxinghistory.com and the Briscoe Awards for our second installment of our interviews on the 2018 Briscoe Awards. John, thank you for joining me again. Thanks for having me again. This year's Briscoe Awards honor the best in Philly boxing. There's an award being awarded to Marcel Rivers. This award is the KO of the year. Please tell us more about his KO victory last year. Okay, Marcel Rivers, first of all, is a, a good um, upcoming fighter from North Philly. Um, fights out of the ABC Rec Center, ABC Boxing Gym at the, at the Rec Center there. And um, there were a lot of good knockouts in 2017. I, there were six nominations, and I probably could have added another six. But um, I think the voting, the fans got it right because the Marcel Rivers knockout of Osnell Charles from Atlantic City mm-hmm. was the best single punch knockout of the bunch. And it was a, it was a fight that, you know, Osnell Charles is this sort of road warrior now. He's a very good fighter, but he's on the road. I'll take a fight at yeah. any minute's notice. I think actually he stepped in on this fight fairly late. And um, he's got a lot of mileage on him, but he's a tough, you know, customer for anyone. He's a smart yeah. boxer. And Rivers is a young guy who's coming up. They only have a handful of fights, but, you know, he's, he's good and he can punch. And um, Charles was kind of slipping him and, you know, making it difficult um, in this fight. But in the fourth round, Rivers caught up with him and cracked him with a really hard shot. And Charles went down and went down hard and didn't move for a while. And it was one of these things. You know, we know all these guys, both sides of these often. And it was scary because it was yeah. a real bona fide knockout. It was a tremendous knockout. And um, there, the other the other knockouts of the year, including Brunson and Cintron, which was one of the, um, the, the, the nominees and got a lot of play, you know, was very close to winning it. But Rivers really scored that. When you, when you think about what a knockout is in boxing, this is it. It was a one-punch, boom, and it was over the second the punch landed. Everybody knew it. I don't, even, I don't think they bothered to count, but yeah. could, they could have counted to 100. It was a tremendous knockout and, and a, a nice signature win for Rivers. This is the kind of guy he is. He's out there fighting anybody, and he's, he's a puncher. So. Yep. so he'll take home the knockout of the year Very at cool. the Briscoe Awards. So there's an award that will be given out um, called the Everett Brothers Award. Mm. First off, can you tell us about the namesake of this award? Okay. Um, well, the Everett name in Philadelphia boxing is, I always say, they're one of the royal families of Philly boxing. There's the Frazier family. There's a number of them. But the Everett's started with Tyrone Everett, a great uh, junior lightweight uh, from the 1970s who should have been a world champion he, um, you know, it's a long story that, that, you know, he fought for the world title in South Philly and lost what is considered to be one of the worst upsets of all time, one of the worst decisions of all time, robberies. Um, so he was an Everett, one of the Everett brothers. His younger brother, Mike, who was about a year younger than him, was a very excellent amateur, and he had a very good pro career, including a fight for the world title, which he did not win. Um, and then there's a third Everett brother that was a professional boxer, Eddie Everett, Eddie only had a handful of fights and then decided that professional boxing wasn't for him, and he mm-hmm. went off and got a regular job and raised a family. And, but the family 
is, um, and there are two other brothers that never box, but the family loved boxing. Their mother, who's now deceased, loved boxing. Mm-hmm. She used to talk to, I used to talk to her about old fighters. She talked about guys like Honey Child Johnson. You know, most people have never heard of this yeah. guy. Oh, he was, he was so cute and he was such a good <laughs> fighter. The, the family loves boxing. And again, Tyrone was potentially, he could have been one of the greats, but he was cut down. He died at 24. He was shot and killed um, in the prime of his career. And so the Everett brothers, the remaining brothers, Mike and Eddie Everett, they wanted to create an award to honor their brother, Tyrone, but also really to kind of honor the spirit that they have for boxing. They all had a dream to become a world champion. None of them became a world champion, but they all fought and fought proudly and, you know, and they want to encourage other fighters to do that. So usually their award goes to a young fighter, often an amateur. Last year we gave it to a professional, Christian Cardo, who's, you know, oh, career. Yeah. So um, the thing was is that their, their goal with the award is to keep the dream alive, encourage other fighters to, you know, fight and to, to reach for their dream as well, whether they make it or not. And like the Briscoe Award, to honor their brother and their family legacy with the award. They had given the award out at another banquet, at a banquet, and um, we became friends many years back, and they wanted to come and do it at the Briscoe Awards, so they give their award away every year at the Briscoe Awards. And then they created their own um, event, which they're starting to do now in November. Um, there's a, they've done it in a couple of years. So that's what it's about. It's about... Um, uh, you know, keeping these names alive and, and keeping the the the, um, the encouragement out there for for fighters, uh, the guys who are just like they once were. Oh, that's awesome! Very cool. Mm-hmm. So, Jaron Boots Ennis, mm-hmm. um, he he won the One to Watch Award this year. What is this award, and what are the requirements for a fighter to win this award? Okay. Um, Requirements, I don't know if I could define a requirement, but what, what the award is, we started this award. The Briscoe Awards is, is still evolving, and, and next year there may be different categories and, and new added categories. Uh, we don't, you know, we're growing as, as we go along. Last year I added the one to watch because it seems to me that there was an Amateur of the Year award, there's a Rookie of the Year award, there's a Prospect of the mm-hmm. Year, there's a Fighter of the Year. Well, there's a lot of gaps in a fighter's career. Like, there's gaps in that. And I wanted to find um, other ways to award different fighters at different stages of their career. And I'm still thinking about it, um, other ways to, um, you know, add things. But the one to watch seemed to be a special um, recognition. It's not like a rookie of the year is the fighter who, in their first calendar year of boxing, who was the best and most promising. Boom. The one to watch is, is, a, is a less requirement. It's a little softer in that an older fighter could win it. Let's say someone suddenly pulls their career together and gets into a new level. They could be the one to watch because what it says is this is a person that we're going to be talking about next year and in the future. Right. So um, it, may, it may brush against some of these other awards, but what it is is it's saying well, look out for this, this person, and it's, he's not a rookie, he's not an amateur, He's not yet the fighter of the year, although certainly there could be a fighter that, you know, maybe they could win both of those awards. But so what it is, so Jerron Ennis is, by anyone's estimation, if not the best young prospect or the best young rising fighter in Philly, he's one of two or three. 
and some say he's you know the best in a long while. I did a cruel joke to the boxing fans of Philadelphia this year. <laughs> I put up for nomination the one to watch, Jerron Ennis and Christian Cardo. Now, any list of the top three young fighters are going to include both of those guys. So yeah. this was a this was a one that you hold your breath and you cast your vote. It could have gone to either guy. Yeah, um, both very well deserving. Yeah, both of them. And and again, I love both guys. I'd love to award both guys, but. You know, Jerron Ennis won it in an absolute dogfight in the in the in the voting, and we had <laughs> close to a thousand votes came in for these various categories, and they had to vote in all the categories. And this thing was separated by you know a percentage point or two. I mean, it was so close. Anyway, Ennis gets the award last year. Last uh, this year, um, we gave it away for the first time last year. So it's something we'll go each year. It's something that. Um, you know, it's a way to honor one of the fighters and, and call them out for a great year. And, you know, he had a terrific year last year, and he continues um, to do so. You know, he's, he's he, it really fits. He's the guy that everybody's watching right now. Yeah, so definitely. That's the, that's the intention of it. Um, and, yeah, so it's, and, and it's, it's also, it's a little different than, you know, uh, performance of the year or rookie of the year. It, it sounds special. Yeah. He's the one to watch. I know last year's winner – Love that title. He used it. He, he he mentioned a lot on social media, and so it seemed like it caught on. So, yeah. Who was last year's winner? Um, it was Damon Allen Jr. Damon Allen Jr., yep. yep. Cool. Yeah, and it's definitely, it's definitely awesome. I think one of the big things that a lot of us in the Philly boxing world love about the Briscoe Awards is the fact that you focus on the Philly boxers, like at different stages in their career. You know, you go from these guys who are brand new, to the fight game, to the professional ranks. Actually, excuse me, you focus on the guys in the amateur ranks because we have the amateur awards that are given out. And then you go all the way to some of the veteran fighters. Like yeah. this year, we have Tyrone Brunson and Kermit Cintron who are both yeah. being honored. Um, that's that's awesome, and that's what makes it really exciting for us. Yeah, great. And it's something that, you know, and it's it, it happens more, you know, so those 11 years where people, you know, are aware of it and will be at a fight and it'll be a big fight and some some will turn to me and say, hey, I think that was just a, that might be a fight of the year candidate. That's what I want. I want people. To, I want it to be on people's minds. I want the fighters to want it. I get calls from fighters if they're not nominated. How could you not do that? Yeah. Or their trainers? How could you do this? And then um, you know, so so it's catching on. And like I do want to fill it out, and I want to expand it to a number of awards in the future. One of the things you know we talked about prospect of the year. Um, my definition of prospect of the year is probably a little more experienced of a fighter than what most people consider to be a prospect. But again, that's a that's a Briscoe Awards problem because I'm trying to cover a lot of bases. So yeah. I think prospect of the year in the future may go down to a, like a, a younger fighter, maybe someone with between ten and twenty fights, and but I don't have a contender of the year or some other thing. So. Yeah, so we let it grow, let it figure out what to do, but um, try to cover all the bases. And in a year, if it if it merits it, if it's a great upset, give an award that year for upset. But clearly, there's not an upset of the year every year. So yeah, yeah, you know, just just let it let it um, grow and and develop. I think that definitely works because you look at some of the different boxing media outlets. And they have different definitions of what a prospect is versus what a contender is, you know. So it, it really it really depends on which writer you're talking about or w- which writer you're talking to or which journalist you're speaking with. And, and that all depends on what their interpretation is. It might lingo. be a good challenge to define these things mm-hmm. in a way that so we all think of them in the same way. 
I'm not talking about the world, but like as we as we approach the thing, like there was a lot of controversy about prospect of the year because a couple young guys didn't get uh, nominated, and I thought. I don't be upset. They're, next year is probably their yeah. year for that because I'm just I'm, I'm centered in a place. I'm looking at people who are a little further along. It's like right before they break into like you know being contenders for titles. So like a year ago, um, Tevin Farmer was the prospect of the year, and you know he fought for the title the following year. So you know we're working it out. But it's yep. uh, but that's the goal is to hit hit the bases, honor these 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 performances. And um, achievements, and and while we're doing it, we're writing the story. So it's where we're we're capturing history in the making. And you know, fifty years from now, we can look back and say, what were the fifty best fights in Philly? You know, and we'll have a list of what what the the consensus of you know the the fight scene felt were that. So it's a, it's a way of telling that story of Philly boxing. Do you have any plans to expand the categories? Definitely. Cool. Definitely. I, I don't rush into anything, really, but I don't want to mm-hmm. rush it. Um, I do want to expand it into things like cut men and trainers and things like that. But I don't think that you give the cut man of the year award away to a person for a body of work. I think you give the cut man award away for for a particular fight, a performance. Oh, that guy saved that fight because he was able to close the cut. Yeah. Almost like a best actor award. It's not... Oh, this guy's the greatest actor. He's in so many good roles. He won it for a particular role. So that's how I'm trying to define these things and figure out when it's right to do it. Cut man's a simple one. If a great, you know, moment comes up, we'll honor it. And but yeah, but things like that, like how do you do it with a, a manager or trainer, promoter? You know, I'd like to expand to those categories and and other things that I'm not thinking of. But you know, give it time and make it organic. I don't want to push anything and just do it for the sake of. I just want to give away out awards, you know. Yeah. I want it to be special. I want them to mean something. And I think if you think about it, let them present themselves. Let, you know, it's going to be obvious when these awards, when a, when a Cutman Award needs to be given out, we'll be there. We'll give it out. But it, then, then that'll start it. So, you cool. know, that's, that's my approach. That's a very good approach, John. Now let's shift focus a little bit from the actual Briscoe Award ceremony and the award recipients Let's focus it. Let's focus on the topic of Philadelphia boxing greats mm-hmm. and memorials. Okay. <laughs> um, that being said, the city of Philadelphia has three boxing statues currently um, spread out around the city. We have Joe Frazier, we have Joey Giardello, and we have Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. Will we ever see a statue for Benny Briscoe in the city? We very well may, and we may see statues for a number of fighters. What it takes, like like statues don't grow like a tree. Mm-hmm. For a long time, big controversy, big hot topic in Philly was how could there be a statue of Rocky who's not even a real fighter and there's no statue of Joe Frazier? Yeah. Well, to me, that was always the craziest argument because we didn't get together and say we want to honor Rocky. I love Rocky. It's arguably the best boxing movie ever made. It's It made more boxing fans than any other boxing movie. Right. And probably... Short of Muhammad Ali, made more boxing fans than you know any fighter that came along. But the thing is, is that it was the the Rocky statue was a prop in the in Rocky Three, right? In the film Rocky Three, and then that prop, that statue, was given to the city by Sylvester Stallone or the studios, and it became a huge 
attraction. It was at the Spectrum for a number of years, now it's at the Art Museum. And I always say, the Rocky statue is as big as the Liberty Bell in, in, um, in Philadelphia. Maybe bigger. You're right. You go at midnight, people are out there taking pictures with it. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's a great thing. So no one got together and said, let's honor Rocky Balboa. It happened. The next boxing statue was the Joey Giardello statue, which I was involved with, with a number of other partners, but we raised the money and we hired the artist and we put it down in South Philly. Um, it happened because a lot of people wanted to make it happen. And we did the work to get the money together and to grunt it out and sit on the bench to get the permit. And, the, you know, we had to work a lot with the city and the art commission and got it done. Joe Frazier statue was a no-brainer. The minute someone came up with a plan to do it and the, a, a strategy for getting the money together, it happened. Unfortunately, it didn't happen in his lifetime. Right. But it happened, and it'll be there forever. It'll outlive all of us. So there will be a Benny Briscoe statue if someone wants it to happen um, bad enough. And, you know, that person very well may be me. You know, like, I, you know, yeah, he, yeah. Benny's my man as well as a lot of these other guys. I'd love to see a statue of Jeff Chandler in Philly. And they'll happen. They'll happen. Um, you know, I, my, my Philly Boxing History is now a nonprofit organization. I'm working towards um, a museum. And I would love to do another statue project. It beat the life out of me, you know. It was, it was yeah. a few years of full-time work, and it got done. And I'm proud of it. But there'll be more, and not just by me. There'll be other people do it. But, yeah, it's it's no magic. It's just work. It's just money and work. And so, yes, there should be that. Uh, Benny's the kind of cult hero that, you know, you're not going to see a big campaign going for um, we got to give Benny. Like Joe Frazier. You know, Joe Frazier will always be the heavyweight champ of Philadelphia. Um, that was a no-brainer. Benny's not a no-brainer. Benny is It's going to take – it's going to be a labor of love and – you know, few people are going to have to really grind it out and get it done. Yeah. And that goes for probably anyone else, even Bernard Hopkins, who everyone, hey, you love Bernard Hopkins, but as many people hate him as love him. And that's, yeah. that, that, and I mean that with all due respect because that's what he, that's what's so beautiful about his personality. Yeah. But, you know, um, someone's going to come, if there's a Bernard Hopkins statue, it's not going to be an outpouring of love for Bernard Hopkins. going to produce it. It's going to be, damn it, this guy deserves it. Well, let's do something about it. So that's how they get made. And so hopefully that'll happen. Cool. So this year's Briscoe Awards will be held on March 25th at the Veteran Boxers Association in the Port Richmond section of Philadelphia. Yes. Um, please tell my listeners, again, how they can learn more about this event. Probably the best place to go is Briscoe Award, Um There you can buy tickets. And find out about um, you know the the event itself. Also, phillyboxinghistory.com and um, Facebook Philly Boxing History page. Uh, always um, there are always uh, you know updates and posts on that. Or they can give me a call at six zero nine three seven seven six four one three. We're selling a limited amount of tickets this year, so once they're gone, they're gone. And if you want to come, I want you here. You got to jump and get the tickets because we're only going to make about a hundred or so available to the public. The rest are going to the winners and their families. So um, it'll be a special um, event this year, um, old school Briscoe Award celebration in, in the place where it started. And, um, yeah, so there, you know, there, there'll be all kinds of info coming up you know, between now and the awards in March. Awesome. John, thank you again for joining me on the way in 
Uh, you've now officially secured your spot mm. as the guest with most appearances on our show. So that's much appreciated as well. I know all the listeners love to hear you uh, talk about Philly boxing. So thank you. Thank you. You know, those two-parters help. You know. Yeah, yeah. Help, <laughs> but, uh, I do appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. Always, always a pleasure to be here. Thank you, John.